Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX Feedback Podcast. Right here on PHNX, my name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, uh, and for Michael Rokicki, uh, here in Phoenix. This is where I'm the mayor of. I have to stay here, centralized. Uh, this guy, he's my satellite mayor. He goes wherever the team goes, <laughs> and he oversees whatever city the team is in. He's my vice mayor. It's the Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Yeah, uh, going to Denver uh, later today, Derek. It should Soon, be, uh, soonish. Should, yeah, soonish, soonish. We're going to do the show. We're going to... Uh, you know, take care of some some final things. But uh, we're gonna say our farewells. Our which, farewells. Which, you know, takes a good hour to. Yeah, you know. yeah. You guys know uh, I'm gonna be so worried. Derek's about him gonna the be just time. absolutely mortified I'm for just my safety be, while I'm on the I'm road. I'm gonna be a wreck. I'm gonna be a nervous <laughs> wreck. But uh, today is kind of a boring day for us. It's a good day for you to travel. Uh, one of three off days for the Arizona Diamondbacks over the next week. And Jesse, what do I do with my hands? Uh, this is, I don't know what to do with myself and my hands in this time. Uh, the only other time this happens is basically the final week of the season, actually like the last, I guess two weeks you could say, but the only other time they have three off days is basically the last week of September. Uh, and I, I don't know what, what we do with all this time. Yeah. I mean, this bullpen has been, uh, taxed very heavily good point. over the last couple of weeks. Good time so for this, I, I guess. I don't think, uh. I don't think Tori Lovello and, and the D-backs <laughs> coaching staff are are too disappointed by the D-backs having some off days here. But it is a little weird. I mean, having three off days in the span of, I guess it's technically eight days. I mean, that's 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 a lot. That's yeah. kind of unnecessary. You probably don't need quite that much well, time off in such a small span of it's time. It's today, Monday, and then also next Thursday, right? So, right. like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just kind of crazy. But when you talk about the Diamondbacks bullpen needing it, you're absolutely right. Like, the bullpen has been very good, but the one thing that it seemed like was happening uh, to the Diamondbacks bullpen was uh, t- it seemed like things were going to catch up to them very soon. Like eventually it was going to come to a point where every single guy was essentially uh, going to be taxed a bit and we were going to see this maybe sneak up on them and, and be a problem for them soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somehow we still saw Andrew Chafin pitch in, in that game yesterday, even though he threw 35 pitches two days prior. Uh, the D-backs, a big part of them being able to navigate this situation and the fact that you know Dre Jameson only went one inning and then Tommy Henry had a short start. They've had a lot of short outings of late. Uh, but what's allowed them to get through that in recent days is the fact that they have a nine-man bullpen right now. They only have four starting pitchers, so they have an extra reliever down there, uh, which has certainly certainly helped them out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the long term, though, you know, eventually they're going to get they're going to get a, a fifth starter in here at some point. We still don't really know when that when exactly that's going to happen. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly the D-backs are not going to have a four man rotation for the rest of the year. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how things work out. Uh, the bullpen for the Diamondbacks not great. Not the ERA for the D-backs bullpen not not outstanding. But you know uh, who else has had a bullpen? Bad bullpen, I guess you should say. Uh, every single team in the National League West. Right now, 
Uh, I want you to guess who has the best bullpen right now. Best Ooh. bullpen ERA. Ooh, I haven't looked at this. I know it's it's not. There's no way it's the Giants because the Giants bullpen has been miserable. You would be correct. Um, it's not the D backs. It's not correct. The the Padres have some. I think their back end guys have been good, but I think they've had some middle relievers be terrible. I'm gonna go out and say something a little crazy. I think the Rockies have the best bullpen. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. The Colorado Rockies have the best bullpen ERA right now in the NL West at four point one seven. That's why Diamondbacks have the second best at four point five zero, tied with the Padres at four point five zero. The Giants have the fourth worst. At 5.17, and the Dodgers have the worst bullpen ERA right now in the entire National League at 5.32. That's crazy. I mean, and their their offense today, Derek, I know that so the the Dodgers lost 6-2 to the Pirates earlier today. They've got Jason Hayward in the (laughs) three-hole, which is, I I believe, Will Smith must be hurt right now because he hasn't played in a few days. Um, but still, I mean, it, it's, it's Betts Freeman, Jason Hayward, and then James Outman, who went over four with four strikeouts today. Not a, not a great day for him. What was that, like, Jesse? Yeah. James Outman, not, he, he might, he might not win the rookie of the year award. Oh, we'll, he had four. We'll, we'll see. Oh, four strikeouts. He had four strikeouts. Gotcha. Yeah. He, gotcha. he was over four with four strikeouts. Give it to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone in this office is just very anti James Outman. Yeah, because, we're anti James Outman, uh, anti Jordan Walker now, right? We're also, uh, there's anybody that tries to come for our Corbin Carroll's title of rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, you're on our list. But the rest of this lineup too, man. I mean, David Peralta, old old friend here, uh, hitting 183 for the Dodgers in the early going. Chris Taylor has really struggled. He was 0 for 4. Uh, they've got Trace Thompson, who is who was 0 for 3 with three strikeouts today. He is really. I think he's hitting like 111 yeah. since that that big three homer game against the D-backs early in the season. This Dodgers offense is very fragmented right now as well, and there's a reason they're 13 and 13. Yeah. It's not just <laughs> it's not that Freddie Freeman is hitting 180 or something. You know, it's that this team is not at all the caliber that we've that we've seen in the past. I do think some of those bullpen guys will will figure things out. I don't expect the Dodgers to have the worst bullpen ERA uh, in the National League for very long, but they they have their they have their warts. This is not nearly the team it's been in the past. Uh, and they can only have Mookie Betts play so many positions on the field, right? And at the same time, I mean, they're, they're well, close they had to him play two today. Yeah. Today he was in both second base and in and in right field. Uh, they've had him at shortstop. They've had him. They might have even had him at center field at some point. <laughs> They'll do whatever they can. Uh, by the way, with all this time off this week, we decided that we're going to make Jesse watch another movie. So, oh, are we? Uh, oh, so, this is news to me. Yeah, it's news to him, but it's not <laughs> news to me. I'm the one that makes the decisions around here. Uh, Jesse Friedman gets to watch, uh, do another movie review for us next week. Oh, so, uh, you haven't picked it? Yeah, we haven't picked it yet. We're okay. going to we're gonna all let right. you guys pick it. So give us your suggestions on Twitter. Uh, maybe we'll put together a little poll with any suggestions you guys have. Anything that you can think of, because... There's a very high likelihood that he hasn't seen it. Don't even, yeah, that's don't overthink true. it. Just uh, whatever movie you think any human being should watch, he probably hasn't seen it. Don't and we'll make him watch it. Don't you have to give them options though? No. Shouldn't you make a poll like of, a like, theme four or options? something like that? Something like where yeah. they kind of me- no, let's not. Let's just the, do whatever. The chances of like any two people suggesting the same movie doesn't seem particularly high. Well, right? no, we'll get some good suggestions, and I will put together a list of four options, and then people okay. can vote on the four options. All right. So All we'll right. do that Fair enough. because. 
Uh, of course, this is what we do whenever we have time off. We make Jesse watch movies. Uh, something else we like to do. <laughs> this was, is like work for me, Derek. Yeah, I know. I we need put, more work right, to do. We give him more work to do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, somebody that has put in the work, obviously, is our very own Zach Gallen, uh, who has continued to be very impressive. Uh, we've been tweeting about him. I'm not sure if you've seen uh, the thing, the scoreless uh, streak stuff. But uh, Zach Gallen in yesterday's game debuted something that's kind of been the talk of Major League Baseball a bit today, uh, which was maybe not even a, a pitch that he threw on purpose, but it's uh, leaving batters shook across Major League Baseball. And that's the fact that uh, Zach Gallon has now added a, a cut changeup to his arsenal, I well, guess. Well, okay, we should be clear about this. <laughs> Zach Gallon has not added a cut changeup to his arsenal. He uh, accidentally threw yeah. what appeared to be, a, at least we think it was accidental. We have no idea. Looked, it looked accidental to It Zach. looked accidental. <laughs> he did not seem to know what he did. Uh, but yeah, Zach Gallon threw a very bizarre pitch yeah. yesterday that no one no one really is. No one really to, understands. To sense of we got so some far. screenshots of it. Can we take a look at these? This is uh, this is kind of what it looks like coming in, right? It was supposed to kind of be a cutter. With yeah, it's some a it's a horizontal it's a changeup, right? It's a it's a changeup. It, yeah, this wasn't. It's not a fastball. It looks like something a little bit softer. It's changed. So surely it's going to go down, right? It's going to just going like go down and down. off. To, nope. Oh wow. No. Oh, no. That that. How way. did how did it do that? <laughs> Doesn't gravity like. Isn't gravity supposed to make it go I down, Derek? I didn't, I didn't think a ball could do that. I didn't really think that it could do that. Uh, and then what else we got? Let's go to the next. This is where uh, Vinny knew he made a, a big mistake and even attempting to swing at it. Um, and right here is where the umpire figured out he made a mistake by where <laughs> he was positioning himself. So now how his mask is now missing. Uh, but my favorite shot is this final one. Uh, Zach, look at this guy. Just looking at his hand like what? What did I just do? What did I just this throw? Is, this is what like one of the X-Men look like the first time that they like threw fire or ice, you know, <laughs> or, a, or, 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 a, or a projectile out of their hand. Like they look down at themselves like, am I this powerful? This is a superhero origin story. Yeah, right that's here. exactly what this is right here. This is incredible. But uh, Zach Gallen, of course, uh, leaving, like I said, leaving batters shook uh, because we do have uh, some tweet, uh, at least one response to the tweet. Uh, from the batter himself. Yeah, this is incredible. Vinny Pascantino said, this was quite possibly the craziest pitch I've ever seen. I've never been more confused in my life. Was it a cutter? Was it a changeup? Somehow it was both. <laughs> like, that's such an admission of... of of loss right there like you just you're coming on a public forum he's not replying to mlb or anything that was a reply to pitching ninja our guy right here and he just had to say like hey i still don't understand what took place yesterday but that was uh pretty hilarious so that so can i can i break down some numbers behind this pitch real quick oh please so uh, please do this is this is fascinating so looking at the vertical and horizontal movement of this pitch so I'll, I'll give you the baseline of what Zach Gallon's changeup and cutter normally do. So Zach Gallon's changeup, uh, on on average, has about 33 inches of vertical drop and 13 inches of horizontal break. All right, so keep those numbers in your head: 33 and 13. This pitch, 21 inches of vertical drop, so way less vertical drop, and that's why it has like what what kind of appears to be like a, a rising rise. action yeah. almost. 
And it only had nine inches of horizontal movement. So it had both less horizontal and vertical movement considerably than his changeup. So why did it why did it give that optical illusion like that? Is it basically because it rode it out and it was supposed to kind of dip and it didn't? And that's just yeah. why it looks like it rise, rose up? It's it's a weird effect. I don't really know, like, because we know it didn't rise, right? Like gravity doesn't <laughs> work. I don't think. Man, maybe I don't, maybe something superhuman happened yesterday. Uh, but no, gravity is still doing its job. But the pitch was very resistant to that vertical drop that you would expect out of a pitch that was this soft. This was about 83 miles an hour. In, in terms of velocity, it was exactly identical to a normal Zach Gallon changeup. Uh, if you look at Zach Gallon's cutter, normally that pitch has 31 inches of drop and is about 88 miles an hour. Um, although StatCast has all sorts of issues with his cutter versus his slider. It kind of just groups them together. Uh, Zach Gallon calls it a slutter. Uh, so do with that what you will. I like that. I, I knew you would. I fucking um, love that. <laughs> but that pitch normally has 4.6 inches of horizontal movement. So much less horizontal movement. Um, pretty similar uh, pretty similar vertical movement. So what you saw with this pitch is a pitch that for, for an 83-mile-per-hour pitch, it was incredibly resistant to vertical drop. To only drop 21 inches at 83 miles an hour is really weird. And in terms of horizontal movement, it was at 9 inches of horizontal break. So it was like right halfway in between a normal cutter and change up for Zach Gallon. So it was weird. It was a complete anomaly. It was it did not at all fit in the cutter bucket or so, the change up bucket or any other bucket of any pitch that he normally throws. And the physical, like the the physics of it, the the physics of it is just incredible to me. Like it has to. I mean, the the spin rate uh, uh, is that the like spin rate was to do was, with anything of what, what we saw there or no? It was pretty identical to his normal change up spin rate. Generally, change ups don't spin very much at all. So it was about fourteen hundred RPM, which which is pretty much average for mm. Zach Gallon changeup. So I don't I don't really know uh, what exactly. I know some pitchers do have like a cut changeup pitch. That is a thing that some pitchers have. Zach Gallon has not been one of those pitchers. Uh, Michael McDermott called it a chutter. Chutter. Uh, which you know maybe like we can that. maybe we can get get behind that he has both the slutter and the chutter. Yeah, uh, let's go. But yeah, hooray for defying yeah. physics and Look, whatever Zach Gallon did in that, love, on that pitch. I love Satchel Page's name for his pitches. So Zach Gallon, just like calling us Finks, can call uh, his pitches whatever he wants to. But uh, Zach Gallon hasn't been the only thing uh, that's been working so well for this team. At least his arm and his pitches and his chutter haven't been the only thing that's been leading the Diamondbacks to success. Uh, the Diamondbacks have had some things working for them pretty well offensively. Yeah. A lot of it seems to still revolve around the speed of this young team. But there's some things here that I find to be pretty fascinating. Uh, the D-backs right now lead all of Major League Baseball in doubles with 55. Uh, and they also are tied for the lead for triples with the Phillies and the Pirates, which... Uh, are also teams that are hitting very well as well. Uh, but the the speed there, I think the Diamondbacks, what they've been able to do on the base path and extend uh, those singles into doubles and doubles into triples uh, has been impressive and as is, is showing by after the first month of the season that they are leading the league in those categories. The other thing I find to be very fascinating is that right now they are fourth in all of Major League Baseball for hits behind the Phillies, Rays, and Cardinals with 226. That's, yeah. that's something, you know, because again... We've said often that the Diamondbacks are fi finding a way to win. And while they might not be getting a lot of home runs, they are absolutely hitting the ball. And they are hitting the ball a lot. They're getting on base. And as we've said, when they can get on base, they can make things happen. 
they are not good in walks right now, which is something that could definitely help them be they got, even they got better. better. I think they they're, they're out of the basement. Right? They are. They are not. They're no longer last. That's right. That's correct. They are second to last in walks. Uh, they're also 24th in Major League Baseball in home runs. But uh, they do have the fifth lowest strikeout total, and they are sixth uh, in stolen bases, third in the National League. So they're doing a lot of things well. And I think those, the small ball, you know, like we've heard Tori Lovello for, I feel like, his entire time here talk about doing the fundamentals well, doing the small things well, and that that's going to be the key to the success for a team like this, especially a team where you kind of have a different guy leading the way offensively each and every night. If his name, uh, well, I say that, but we all know our risk king is Feraldo Perdomo, but the rest <laughs> of these guys, uh, they're, they're doing their job of contributing at key, key moments. Yeah, I mean, this is what the D-backs are, are going to have to be good at. It's it's offense. I mean, that like is the D-backs pitching staff going to be top 10 in baseball? I don't know. I just yeah. I don't know if I see it right. Could they be top 13 for like, could they be right in the middle? Yeah, I think so. Could their bullpen be right in the middle? Yeah, I think if enough things go right, you know, maybe you could get to that point. But if the D-backs are going to be, you know, a well above average team, it's going to be because they have a really good offense. And you can see kind of the the makings of that already, right? You can see with with the uh, number of hits that you just talked about, they are seventh in the league right now in batting average. Uh, that's a big change from last year. Last year, the Diamondbacks had a team batting average of 230 compared to 260 this season. That ranked 26th in baseball. So just like the raw number of base hits was not a strength of this team last year. They took their walks. They had, you know, a few guys with some power, but just, you know, just going out there and trying to single other teams to death was not really in their arsenal. And this year, it I think it is. And a lot of that has to do with trading Dalton Varsho for Lourdes Gurriel and Gabby Moreno, right? You're trading a guy who, you know, hit around 230 last year, but obviously did a whole lot of other things very well. And in exchange, you got a guy in Lourdes Gurriel who hit 290 last year and a guy in Gabby Moreno who hit over 300 in his first taste of the big leagues. Uh, both of those guys are still getting going. We haven't seen their best yet. But this year, they, I mean, they have considerably outperformed Dalton Varsho in terms of batting average. And I think there are some other guys on this team who have taken steps forward in that way as well. Right. Geraldo yeah. Perdomo, Josh Rojas. Uh, you know, you've seen some of some of these things come together. Obviously, Corbin Carroll sitting 311 at this point. That's going to be, you know, hopefully a strength of this team. Well, we thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up for our own uh, self-esteem. And if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We always love the feedback. Uh, we thank you guys for already being PHNX diehard members. If you are already, if you haven't done so yet, check out our membership over at gophnx.com. You get a free piece of merch like this hat I'm rocking today uh, over at the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all future purchases. You also get members-only discounts with our partners and on events. You get members-only invites to events, members-only merch, and so much more. So sign up today. You also get access to Jesse's newsletter, The Full Count, uh, as well as our members-only Discord lounge, which... Uh, let's be honest, We, you, you guys help us plan the show there, and you also help us decide which days we're going to do this show. So uh, keep your eyes peeled there as well if you're a diehard member for more on our new schedule. Uh, I'll say this, uh, show up tomorrow night. Jesse's going to be in Colorado. We're going to have a special show tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be doing a uh, 
what seventh episode of the week uh so well go, not tomorrow right we're doing a special i'm sorry show tomorrow on, saturday. On saturday sorry yeah. I'm, I'm no no show no, no show, show friday tomorrow. friday is the only day with no show but we will be back saturday night for our post game and then sunday for our post series uh and make sure to join us as well for that uh if you haven't signed up for bet mgm yet grab uh your bet mgm app now sign up today use our promo code of phnx and you'll get yourself some goodies uh there's a few different offers depending on where you live but for our AZ audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Uh, we are going to be having uh, our PHNX Suns playoff watch parties presented by Neutral, which are going to be going on all off, all, all, all playoffs long because you know the Suns are going to be in it till the end. Uh, they're going to have incredible food. We're also going to have our Knockout Nights Cornhole League that you can sign up for now, which is absolutely free. There's going to be free specials, giveaways, uh, BetMGM prizes, and so much more. It's going to be the first Friday of every month. Uh, So join us out at the BetMGM Sportsbook out at State Farm Stadium. Uh, Check out the show notes for full, full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Well, MLB opened Pandora's box by uh, changing all of their rules and implementing a pitch clock. So now, fuck it. We're just changing everything now. We're going to get crazy (laughs) with the rules. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the pitch clock. But uh, Jesse and I, at least one one of the two of us, is big fans of how fast games are going. Oh, I'm totally a big fan. Don't don't try to put that on. He still wants a three-hour game every once in a while. Uh, Not not in this camp. I'm not like, yeah, if your game's average two and a half hours, you're still going to get a three-hour game every now and then. I'm not going to protest the occasional three-hour game. Sub two hours. Oh, my. You're you're a monster. I'm a man. You're an absolute monster. But anyway, (laughs) uh, I'm not as big of a monster as Major League Baseball, who continues to try in the Atlantic League. They're experimenting with new rules in the Atlantic League, which is an independent baseball league. Uh, And some of them are kind of wild, I think. Uh, The new rules that they're experimenting with uh, include a designated pinch runner, which means that each team will be allowed to designate a player who is otherwise uh, not in the starting lineup as a designated pinch runner. That player may in turn be substituted at any point into the game as a base runner and the player who is substituted for as well as the pinch runner may then return to the game without penalty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like you can, you can pinch run for, you know, Aaron judge or someone that you would normally never want to take out of the game. And you're not actually taking them out of the game. You're just, it's a temporary, it's a temporary thing. Aaron judge just comes right back afterwards. What's the thought on this? What's the thought? Like, what are they trying to what, do? What, what do you think? Like, what? Because, okay. <laughs> are they just making stuff up? <laughs> well, okay. Like, okay. We've seen the rules that have been implemented this year. We knew that when they were being tested that they made a certain amount of success because you had an sure. end goal in mind, right? The end goal was making baseball games shorter. They figured we could do this with the pitch clock. They wanted to increase offense in baseball. They figured they could increase the size of the bases. They also figured the pitch clock thing with the disengagements would impact stolen bases and, and offense, as well as the, the banning of the shifts, 
right? So yeah. there was an end goal to these things. What is the end goal for a designated pinch runner rule? Is that just to save, let's say, like an Aaron Judge from the nah. mileage that he's putting on his body nah. by having to run around bases? It's, is it just to generate more runs? Is it just to have a speedier, mm. more exciting player on the base path than somebody that says going to trot? You know, from first to second and, and get out easily. I think it's 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 mostly that last one. It's that Major League Baseball has done extensive polling among fans at this point. They want to know what what plays do fans enjoy the most. And stolen bases have been identified as one of the I think it's like a top three thing that fans enjoy most about baseball games. And stolen bases have gone nearly extinct in in recent years. Right? Not not entirely. There are still there are still guys who do it, but uh, as the analytics movement is kind of uh, taken center stage in this sport, teams are recognizing that stolen bases are not worthwhile, right? If you're if you steal 70 bases, but you get caught 25 times, it's unclear if you actually helped your team. You actually might have you might have done a disservice to your team. And teams have recognized that over the years as some of these numbers have you know gotten better and better at, at explaining at explaining the, the game in front of us. So, uh, yeah. Major League Baseball wants more stolen bases, and they know that if they have a designated runner who specializes <laughs> in that, it it would add kind of a fun element to the game. But where does the madness stop? Do we just have a guy lined up like like a sprint runner next to the batter while he's hitting, and so that he never has to actually run himself? <laughs> he can just hit the ball, and that guy goes <laughs> like. No, that they, shit would be electric, and I would be on board with that if we're just gonna just say fuck it at this point. So you're saying it's like. Uh, Trying to think, like, who's one of the slower guys on the D-backs? Like, all right, Carson Kelly comes back from injury. Yeah. He hits it into the gap. Yeah. Uh, but they wouldn't use Corbin Carroll in this role. He would be starting. It's a player who starts the game on the bench. So, uh, I don't know. Let's, let's say, just say Jake McCarthy was. Let's say, let's say Jake McCarthy. So, so Carson Kelly hits it into the gap. But Jake Boop. McCarthy is lined up right there at next home plate. Just next right next to him. To him. Yeah, yeah. Tied, right, yeah, tied at the hip. And the moment the ball is in play, Jake McCarthy runs the first base, and Carson Kelly just blocks. stands there yeah. and watches. And just watches with the bat on his shoulder, probably. Does a little flip, and then walks back to the dugout. <laughs> yeah, that is not what this is. Okay. Carson Kelly would still be running for himself. All right. But the D-backs would have the option to use a player like Jake. They would, you would have to start on the bench. They would have the option to insert Jake McCarthy into the game at any point in the game um, in order to act as a designated pinch runner. <laughs> Uh, and then, but it wouldn't, it, Carson Kelly would, would still be, would still be in the game. So you're not like losing your catcher yeah. or something by doing that. Yeah. Uh, they're also testing a single disengagement, uh, rule per at bat, which means that they could only throw over one time. And if they don't get them on that toss over, then any subsequent toss over where they weren't successfully getting the runner out, it would then be a balk and they would move forward. So again, obviously that one makes sense. Doesn't make sense. I don't really like the disengagement <laughs> rule much in the first place. Let alone you can just dwindling never, it down. Pretty soon, it's going to be you just you can't throw you over. You just can't throw nope, over. There's can't. no more throwing over to the base <laughs> to keep them in check. Only the catcher can do that. Right? <laughs> oh, that man. would be that would be wild. Yeah. The leads that the leads that teams would start to take off first base. I mean, I'm not I'm not thrilled with that one, but I also don't really care. Like that doesn't bother me. I don't think that'll happen, but I understand them testing it to see if maybe less disengagements makes it even better. But this one, this one, buckle up. This one's the roller coaster, uh, known as the double hook rule or the DH rule. This one is just uh, wild. <laughs> it allows clubs to use a designator, th designated hitter throughout the game, provided that the club's starting pitcher 
has completed at least five innings. If the starter fails to make it through the fifth, the club then loses the DH for the remainder of the game. Thus, the pitcher, whether it is the starting, well, it wouldn't be the starting pitcher because he would have left the game. So thus, relief pitchers would have to <laughs> pitch. But could you still, could you, could you still use a pinch hit? Would ha- or yeah. hit, hit. They'd have to hit. Or yeah. you could use pinch hitters, right? You could but still use pinch hitters, you, you but are, it would be the way that losing- it- it would be the way that it was not long ago for the National League, where you just cycle through all your bench players pretty quickly. Right. You know, just using them as as pinch hitters. Yeah. So uh yeah, this one is weird. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance to this one. Like I kind of wonder if it it would sort of devalue the DH spot sure. a little bit because, you know, even if you feel really good about your starting rotation, you're still every once in a while going to have a starter who doesn't complete five innings. And maybe on days where you have your less steady starters going, right? Like if you have your fourth or fifth starter going, maybe you want to move your DH down in the lineup, you know? Like like you you probably don't want your best hitter to be DHing, uh, you know, in the middle of the lineup because you might lose them if something goes wrong. And then you'd also have teams like, you know, if a guy's in the fifth inning, right, third time through the order, struggling, giving up, you know, giving up hits, giving up runs, but you really want to keep your DH, you might just have to let that guy eat it for a little bit and see if they can just complete the inning so that you keep your DH through the remainder of the game. That's incredible. It's it's weird. I yeah. mean, there's just so much there. And I that's one that I don't like the pinch, the designated pinch runner. You can identify. All right. They want more stolen bases. They want more action on the base. Sure. Pass, that's clear. This one, I guess they want pitchers. Uh, they want to incentivize pitchers going deeper into games, which is right. something that obviously has been cut back in recent years. But how many times would the Diamondbacks have lost their designated hitters <laughs> yeah, this year yeah. with the way they're starting? Oh yeah, going, yeah. Right? That that's. Uh, I mean, it's it's <laughs> maybe like fifty fifty yeah. something like that. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers, yeah. but the D-backs would have lost their DH a number of times, and and you'd have to protect for that. Like you'd have to know that that can happen. You'd have to probably move your your DH down in the lineup. You'd maybe want, um, you know, you'd want to prioritize your best hitters being in the field rather than being in the DH spot because then they're sort of protected from that. So there's all sorts of weird things that would happen with that rule. They're also testing hitting a ball into a small hole in right field that would then initiate multi-ball where multiple baseballs would shoot out of cannons <laughs> onto the field. No, I believe it. I don't point. know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. But uh, I guess the idea here is that what is, what's the potential for them actually implementing this stuff? Do you think these are just like crazy variations kind of of what they're already implementing just to see how, like actual experimentation to see how this impacts a baseball game? Or do you think these are actual like, things to come down the road for the for major league baseball i mean the atlantic league i don't want to take a shot at the atlantic league but like there's sort of a hierarchy with <laughs> how <great>. with how <laughs> far these these experiments make it right sure. if something gets to triple a then it's all right we're serious about this okay if something's at the atlantic league it is the very initial you know one step above savannah bananas basically. yeah essentially yeah i mean you're you're still just kind of like making stuff up and seeing what happens i know they're also experimenting i don't, I don't know if it was the atlantic league or somewhere else they were experimenting with a a pre-tacked baseball um that would you know oh. help with all of the weird sticky stuff interesting restrictions you know all the issues that have happened with max scherzer and whatnot um they also are making that ball brighter 
So it would simultaneously sort of help pitchers and that the baseball is tacked. Banana we don't ball. have to deal with all of these issues. It's a but, but yeah, it would, <laughs> it would also <laughs> theoretically make it easier for hitters to see the ball uh, and, and do more damage. So there's all sorts of things that are, that are being tested. I'm not taking anything too seriously until we get up to, you know, double A, triple A. Then it's, then it's time go. to really consider what these things would do to the big Something leagues. you are taking seriously, though, is a new stat called catcher caught stealing above average you know jesse loves new stats I do. and thank you to baseball savant and mlb for giving us more stats uh and of course we love it when the stats make one of the arizona diamondbacks players the best in the category gabriel moreno is tied for the league lead in this new category of catcher caught stealing above average and we know that because you don't run on gabby you just don't run on gabby and that's a rule that everybody should know and uh, that's why stolen bases should definitely go down when they're when you're playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's just a fact. Yeah. So basically, what this does, and it's really smart, is it it tries to take away some of the other variables when it comes to a catcher uh, throwing out base stealers. Because Correct. let's face it, whether or not Gabby Moreno catches so and so going down to second base is not entirely dependent on Gabby Moreno. There's a whole bunch of other variables in there. Namely, how fast is the runner? I mean, that's a pretty big one, right? That the Gabby Moreno doesn't have any control over that. There's also, uh, you know, the pitcher. A lot of times you see guys steal bases on the pitcher. It doesn't matter what kind of cannon you have. You're not going to get that guy at second base no matter what you do. So this stat basically tries to control for those things. And it, and it basically establishes an average. Like this is the average number of base stealers that we think you should have caught based on all of those factors. And then it measures relative to that. So above average or below average, depending on all of those factors. So Gabby Moreno is already at three uh, catchers caught stealings above average, which is impressive because there's only been a handful of attempts against him. Right. So that is that is a very, very high number at this point in the season. I believe it only takes into account um, runners attempting to steal second. So mm. there's no third base mm. data in here. Might, um, might even have four with that. That one that yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we if we factored in third base, he, he did catch someone over at third earlier. I think it was Joey Joey Weiner. I want to yes, say who was who was trying to trying to got second and then he got third. Yeah, oh. well tried tried to get third. Tried to get third. Um, tried to get third. But yeah, it's it's just a smart stat because I mean, like caught stealing percentage has always been kind of broken. There's yeah. just so many other variables in there, and if we don't control for them. It, it's really hard to compare one player's caught stealing percentage to another. I think it's going to be a little bit easier, though, with the disengagements and things. I think that there are going to be, uh, like, I, I just think factors are going to be a little bit more equal um, for for catching players stealing just because things are going faster. Uh, but you're right, and, and I think that's the reason why. Anytime we can address a uh, statistic where they can actually give us kind of an idea about how guys are doing, uh, versus, you know, the, the, the average in the league that I, I, I feel that gives a great amount of insight. Last year, we talked a lot about uh, the Diamondbacks and their about, outs above average and just some of their defensive metrics, uh, defensive runs saved and such. And these are just uh, better, better statistics than a lot of other things that telling you how good a team really is uh, doing what they're doing or what, what's working well for them. Yeah, but, just, just to add some more specifics to this real quick. Um, so I believe there have been five attempts stealing second base in particular against Moreno. Mm -hmm. um, and this, according to those external factors, it estimates that Gabby Moreno, quote unquote, should have caught one. And he has caught four. So his estimated percentage is 20%, but his actual percentage is 80%. 
which is a pretty, I mean, four out of five as opposed to one yeah. out of five. There's yeah. a, that's an enormous difference. So great. Uh, that is, yeah, I mean, it's incredible and it'll be fun to track this as the season goes along. Well, happy NFL draft day to all Arizona Cardinals fans out there. The rest of you, I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. But if you are looking for the best place to take in the NFL draft today, get down to Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. It's where our crew, our PHNX Cardinals crew is down there right now. Go hang out with them. It's the best place to take in the NFL draft today. Uh, for those of you who have registered, we look forward to seeing you guys there. Regardless of where you're watching it, make sure you're enjoying a delicious Redbird lager in or in honor of our Cardinals. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Down at the 8th Street Pub, they will be having $3 Redbird lager pints, $5 Redbird lager pitchers, and of course our usual PHNX specials of $3 kilt lifters and wow pints. Uh, follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew. Uh, everywhere you go on social. And speaking of social, also follow our friends at OG's Brands because they are all about making our lives better. Uh, things have been kooky in this office. I think somebody, I think everybody got into the OG's earlier and there's death threats if I got too loud and those came from Craig Morgan of all people. So uh, anyway, make sure that if you're looking to have a fun time with your coworkers or whatever, grab yourself some OG's edibles. Uh, they are all about flavoring life. They have a wide variety of doses and strains. They also have a wide variety of uh, sleep additions, uh, happy balance edition gummies, so much more. You can find them at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Before we get out of here, we got to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks farm system. There's been some interesting things kind of on the horizon with the farm system. And uh, honestly, Jordan Lawler continues to be incredible for the Amarillo Sod Poodles, and they have done some incredible things uh, over the last two games. Uh, but the Jordan Lawler with a walk-off hit last night for the Sod Poodles that made our friends, the Kerry Twins, absolutely lose their mind in the broadcast booth. <laughs> um, and then the Sod Poodles come back in that game. Yesterday's game, they were down 11-1, to and they win that game 12-11. to uh, The previous game, they were down 7-1 to in the seventh inning, on Tuesday, and they won that game nine to seven. Are the Sod Poodles now the answer backs? Do they get that yeah, title I mean, uh, versus the Calf Fries or whatever they want to call themselves? The the D backs have had you know their fair share of comeback wins. I think it's like eight or something on the season, which I believe is at or near the top of the league. But they haven't had any comebacks like that. I mean, seven to one in the seventh inning. Like, yeah, are that's you kidding nuts. me? <laughs> I mean, we know that anything can happen in Hodgetown, right? And we talked about. That in, in in Reno and in Amarillo, but yes. my God, uh, eleven to one, eleven to one. They were down eleven to one, Jesse. They they were that's, down that's by crazy. six plus runs in two different games, and they came back to win both of them. So that's very exciting. And Jordan Lawler, of course, uh, was a big part of that comeback in the eleven to one comeback, the twelve to eleven win. Uh, he also had a home run as well as the walk off hit for for the Sun Poodles. Yeah, it really was. It really was a nice game for him. He he has had a little bit of a rough go recently. He had a stretch of one for fifteen at the plate from like April nineteenth to the twenty third. Uh, but yeah, a nice game for him yesterday with the three run home run and then you know the big walk off opposite field hit that really would have been a double if it wasn't if it wasn't a walk off. He only gets credit for a single, but. Um, but yeah, good to see Jordan Lawler, you know, kind of picking things up a little bit offensively. His numbers for the year don't jump off the page. Uh, 232, 353, 482, uh, you know, taking into account the hitter friendly environment. Those numbers are not quite where you'd want them to be, but it's still very early. And, you know, he had an OPS well over a thousand like a week ago. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about his counterpart uh, down in Amarillo, uh, a name we haven't talked about much, but Ryan Bliss. 
other yeah. infielder, shortstop, second baseman for the Sod Poodles. Uh, the 23-year-old has been fairly incredible through his last uh, 14 games with the Sod Poodles. Uh, currently hitting 391, 400, 578 with eight extra base hits. Uh, and honestly, his defense has been much better too. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun going down on down there in Amarillo. And of course, Ryan's success kind of impacts Jordan Lawler. It's not to say they're going to play Lawler less or whatever, but when you have uh, someone like Bliss playing as well as uh, as as he is, it kind of puts a bit of pressure on Lawler to to play to, to step his game up. Bliss was a, a second round pick out of Auburn back in 2021, so a pretty high draft pick for the D-backs not that long ago. Uh, he's just really struggled offensively up to this point in his career. Yeah. Uh, last year with with Hillsboro, he had a 641 OPS. Yeah. Um, 214 average. Yeah, not not great. But but this year the offense has looked a lot better. Uh, 386 average. He, he honestly would fit right in with the Diamondbacks. He at really this point. Would. His batting average <laughs> yeah. is extremely high. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also drawn one walk in yeah. 71 <laughs> plate appearances. Uh, he's also very fast and very young. Yeah, <laughs> he's also quick and he's an excellent defender. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he checks all the boxes. Checks all the boxes. Of what, of what this front office is looking for. But <laughs> he's he five really, foot six. He's five yeah, foot he's, six. He's five foot six. He's a little he's, dude. He is a small man, but he plays an incredible second base, from what I've heard, like a Gold Glove caliber second base. If you can get Ryan Bliss to hit at the big league level, he could be a really exciting player. Man, and get him next to Miguel Castro. Yeah, on there the mound, you go. Right? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Let's get that picture. Uh, speaking of pitching, Jesse, any any updates on Brandon Fott or any new ideas in your brain as to when we might be <laughs> able to see him uh, wearing an Arizona Diamondbacks uniform again? Not not much has changed since we last spoke yesterday, but uh, <laughs> Brandon Fott did pitch yesterday. Uh, I think I gave his line five innings, three runs, seven hits. Uh, two walks, five strikeouts. So just he was, when, Jesse? Just tell us he when. Was all right. I don't need his line. I need to know when he's going to be here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the reality is that I think all of us have have sort of given up on trying to project out when when Brandon Fott will be here because the D backs have you know sort of contradicted themselves at times and walked back certain comments and whatnot. So it's it's pretty hard to uh, to really project out when this is going to happen exactly but i will i will stick with what i've been saying which is that i think it will happen i think it will happen soon and and if it if brandon fought is not the fifth starter that the diamondbacks ultimately bring up which at the very latest could happen on may 9th theoretically unless they mix things up somehow i would be surprised i think i think that fifth starter that they will eventually need is going to be brandon fought and and i think it's just a matter of when rather than rather than if the biggest story right now in baseball is the Pittsburgh Pirates and their call-up of a minor league journeyman in Drew Maggie. Uh, yeah. And uh, this has just been an incredible story. Uh, it's been fun for a fun young Pirates team that is able to give this guy his, uh, his first major league start. But the fans lost their minds when he got his first at bat. Uh, and then he proceeded to get hit with a pitch clock violation, which uh hilarious hilarious uh welcome to the big leagues but uh <laughs> again he was talking about how, over, how overwhelmed he was and everything and the pirates you know help us out by beating up on the dodgers in their series yeah. against against la so uh just great stuff uh great stuff for baseball i mean I, I i don't know what else to say other than i just absolutely love stories like this 
Pirates are 18 and 8, man. I mean, they're just, they're some kind of on fire. Just as we all expected, right? Pirates, best team in the National League. There you go. But they extended Brian Reynolds. I mean, they're doing all the things that uh, uh, they extended their manager. They're just, they're they're rewarding people for performance. They continue to perform well. I mean, it it might be a fluke, but it might not be. I mean, honestly, this is as exciting of a young team, I think, are we are if you take Andrew McCutcheon out of the DH role. Uh, and I mean, it's just, it's great to see them, uh, again, beating the Dodgers. That's the part I like right now. We still have to play them. I might not like them so much when we play them, but I, I like, I like them beating up on the Dodgers. The story with, with Maggie really is, really is crazy. I was looking at his minor league stats yesterday. Um, he played his first professional game in 2010. So well over a decade ago at this point. Um, and this year he was actually in double a, he didn't get called up from triple a, got called up from double a. And his numbers in double A, Derek, were not good. He was sitting <laughs> 194 with a 468 OPS. Um, I don't know how long Drew Maggie will will remain in the big yeah. leagues with the Pirates, if we're being honest. I wouldn't be totally shocked if they leave him up long enough for him to get his first hit. And then, you know, maybe he doesn't wind up in the big leagues much you, longer you than don't, that. You but. don't you don't do this for his contributions to the team. Like now, you do this yeah. for his contributions to the organization over the last decade. You do this for uh, honestly. I, I feel like you do this to appease the baseball gods. If you're if things are going well for your team and you have things rolling in the right direction, I think you want all that good karma. You yeah. want all of that that all there that good energy like... surrounding your team as you can get. Uh, they already got it with bringing back Andrew McCutcheon. Like so many of us thought that that was true. delightful that they brought him back. So. Uh, just a lot of good things going on for the Pirates the, right now. The Pirates, they're they're a Cinderella story, man, and they, yeah. they just want all of the Cinderella story narratives. I know they, they want they want all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't have all of them. Come on. Uh, but anyway, what you can have is all of the collectibles that you need to make your office or your home space look like this behind us. You can't have my luchador mask, though. That's a rare one. But what you can do is get a lot of great stuff over at Foco. They are a leading manufacturer of sports entertainment and merchandise with. Product lines include apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and so much more. So, uh, of course, we thank them. Uh, let's get let's let's get Mini Cattell out there. We thank oh, them for these go. little works of art that they leave us. But you can get these same works of art over at Foco.com. Foco always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting Foco.com and use our promo code of PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for ten percent off. Uh, and if you want more than that, go over to More Furniture, get yourself a table like this, get yourself some nice chase lounges that Jesse doesn't have, and then send him pictures on Twitter, just taunting him and showing him what he could have if he had more space in his condo. But uh, you can grab yourself the best furniture in the Valley over at morefurniture.com. Uh, they have their white glove delivery service. that will bring it in, set it up for you, and take care of it while you sit back. Uh, maybe sip some lemonade and try not to spill on the new sofa. But uh, you can save big once again on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Big thank you to you guys. Hope you all enjoy your off day. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks take on the Rockies tomorrow. Make sure to follow this guy on Twitter. He'll be in Colorado covering that game. He is at Jesse N. Friedman. I'll be at my house covering my couch. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm taking my first road trip to Tucson 
in my Tucson. The first road trip in my Tucson is to Tucson. Much oh. to Damon's delight. I'm doing that for Damon. Have a great just, time, Derek. I'm just going to go visit all of his play, favorite places to eat. Maybe check out uh, where he used to live and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll there. send you my parents' address. Please do. Please do. I want to go <laughs> say hi to them. But uh, you can follow me. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Damon is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G with a little roof at the end. But uh, we are at PHNX underscore D-backs. And all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter instagram and facebook uh we appreciate you guys so much for stopping by uh we are sorry for our internet connectivity issues today we tried our best to get this show going smoothly but we still look a little bit robotish but we thank you guys again so much on behalf of the entire crew we appreciate you stopping by and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you throw a chudder